6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. We continue to learn more and more about um, COVID and uh, the impacts that it's having on, on some people's bodies. Have you heard of COVID toes? Well, when our next guest did, it really got his attention. We've, we've talked about long COVID. We've talked about COVID long haulers on this show. Those folks who months after uh, diagnosis, um, they're still dealing with, with health effects. And people are wondering, you know, how long this could last for. Well, apparently in some cases, people are ending up with discolored toes and fingers. And researchers believe that could mean long-term issues with the body's blood supply. Let's find out more with Dr. Jake Pushy, who is a neuroscience research scientist at the University of Saskatchewan. Dr. Pushy, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me on. It's yeah, great to be here. It's great to, it's great to have you here. So when you first heard of some of these symptoms that the long haulers were dealing with, what, what went through your mind? Well, it's uh, it was much like everybody else, right? Uh, paying really close attention to every little bit of news that was coming in in the, in the early days. Uh, uh, in early 2020, and uh, as a as a researcher uh, and scientist, of course, I'm I'm following up in great detail on all this stuff because I I didn't expect to do any COVID research. I just wanted to learn more about what was happening and educate myself. Um, but some of these accounts of things like COVID toes, for example, <laughs> where uh, even kids uh, were presenting to family doctors uh, without suspicion of COVID. Uh, but family doctors were seeing some of the kids had darkened toes. And uh, I immediately started thinking, well, that you know, this does sound odd, but there's there's other things that will do that. Uh, Chillblains is this, sort of this really weird name uh, that that uh, it's adults can get it too, where the blood vessels just contract and restrict blood flow uh, to extremities. So you can get something very similar happen. Uh, you know, cold weather, you name it, right? But seeing this in in kids who are otherwise healthy um, is is a bit odd, right? And so we we appreciated early on. On that that COVID could do this in some cases, and uh, and we're now starting to figure out that some of these changes with uh, with the blood vessels uh, may also link to, to other complications uh, and and make things worse. Yeah. So you're used to uh, you typically study strokes from what uh, my research has has told me, and and we know of course blood supply is a, is a big part of that. So what do you believe? And I know the research is is still early on right now but what do you believe may be happening with the blood supply with these folks that have covid toes covid fingers whatever and 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 what impact is it having on the blood supply through the body because it's so vital and it does so many things for so many well all of our organs in our body i mean it's it's vital Oh, absolutely yeah and there's there sort of different levels of extreme right you restrict blood supply to a part of the brain that's a stroke that's a medical emergency you restrict blood supply to the heart that's that's a type of heart attack that's a medical emergency mm-hmm. right um, if you restrict blood supply to something like the toes or even to the legs uh, they don't do quite so badly right mm-hmm. um, but what we're seeing, there, there's sort of multiple levels here uh, with with COVID. So one of them, just during an infection, the co- coronavirus 
will also attack, in addition to the lungs and other tissues, the lining of the blood vessels. So uh, as soon as we started to appreciate early on that the coronavirus can also attack cells that line your blood vessels, well, once that happens, it's game on for the virus. If it can get into your bloodstream, it can go everywhere in the body. Uh, Not everyone is affected to the same degree. Uh, There's no way to know if you've previously been healthy or you don't have any pre-existing health conditions, you won't, you have no way of knowing how bad it could get if you get coronavirus. Uh, so, uh, what we're what we're starting to appreciate is is by looking at other health effects where uh, blood supply is disrupted or where you have a prolonged uh, inflammation response around blood vessels in particular organs. And in some of these other diseases where these things do happen, we know that that's a risk for neurodegenerative disease, for stroke, for heart attack. The other risk factor here is because this affects the lining of your blood vessels, that surface on the inside of your blood vessels is one of the main sites where clots can form in your body. Mm. Uh, So this is totally unrelated to stuff people may have heard recently in the news with uh, some of these few accounts with with, uh, some of the vaccines Mm -hmm. and things like that. That's that's a completely different response. This is unrelated. This is just coronavirus infection affecting the lining of the blood vessels. It's this whole multifactorial thing that you can have acute and prolonged changes in the body that'll have an effect on your health. So, and and we we have heard about um, blood clot and blood and clotting issues in people who have had um, who have had COVID. So that's that's really interesting that we're finding a little bit more about why things are happening. So could it be that you or that you had COVID and then years down the road that there would be challenges maybe with let's say your liver or your heart? Um, can you can you look that far ahead? Well, this is one of the big questions, and this is the concern, is right now we don't know. Uh, And I think it's to our peril to stick our head in the sand and not be chasing this stuff down. Uh, Over the last year and a half around the world, we've had massive numbers of COVID-19 cases. a small percentage, sort of 2% roughly around the world uh, of those cases are fatal. That means there's a huge number of people who've recovered from COVID-19. Our best conservative estimates right now are about 10% of those patients that recovered have prolonged uh, health complications. So long COVID, for example, some of this stuff with changes with the blood vessels, does seem to be seen in some of those cases, but what we don't know is maybe some of these sleeper uh, cases where some of these changes may have occurred in a very healthy young person, for example, they may not be aware that some of this, uh, some of these changes have happened. And like I say, it's to our peril to ignore this and, and just proceed because we could be facing uh, 15, 20, 30 years from now, uh, a significant increase in the number of heart attacks, strokes, uh, early onset uh, dementia, things like that, because we know from from pre-existing medical uh, evidence that blood supply problems uh, chronically does 
contribute to the risk for all of these things. Dr. Jake Pushy joining me this afternoon. Before I let you go, then, if if it's, as you said, maybe a sleeper thing, is there the possibility of finding out beforehand if you've had damage to those blood vessels? Well, uh, in in some cases, this this would be possible, and uh, I'm I'm not a physician, so I would <laughs> recommend anybody who has concerns, of course, uh, consult your medical doctor. Um, and part of the research that we're doing is to also uh, forewarn and forearm our medical health professionals to possibly know what to go look for. And there, there's there's certainly things that that can be looked for uh, on physical exam and if there is pre-existing uh, family history of, of any of these kinds of complications that would also elevate your your uh, suspicion uh, to be looking for these things and uh, certainly we know for sure already in at least in the severe cases that that uh, there are some complications relating to inflammation around the blood vessels and now the challenge is trying to study this in uh, in this case in animal models mm. where we can very carefully control our experiments and the animals have recovered to study what's happening in them. Fascinating stuff. I know uh, there's uh, you're expecting uh, some preliminary findings, some more information, more of your uh, detailed research coming out in the fall. You know what? I really look forward to talking with you again at that point. Um, I, I, you know, we continue to learn more every single day. And boy, oh boy, I think we still have a lot to learn on this front. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you for having me. You take care. Dr. Jake Pushy this afternoon, neuroscience research scientist at the University of Saskatchewan.